Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. All right, what's up? How are you guys doing today? <laughs> He's pointing at me, I'm live, and you guys are watching me not know it. <laughs> All right. We made eye contact, and I was like, all right, he's on. And then you're like looking for your papers, and I was like, oh, boy. Good morning. Bad time. Welcome to Game Changer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Game Changer. I'm David Villa, and we're going to dive into some good stuff today. Amen? Amen. Amen. How are you guys doing this morning? I'm doing good, doing good. I'm excited to get into the work today to talk about Solomon. Yeah. Me too, man. How you doing, Mike? Yeah. Sam trying to Sam like Sam rushing it. Man, Sam came out the gates today. Sam, Sam's like Sam's like you know I heard the Kentucky Derby's up for for grabs still you know with the <laughs> let me get my big hat you know with the uh, with the with the cheating and all that went on. Can I maybe I can get in on that and get out of the gates real quick? <laughs> you guys having a great morning so far? <laughs> Kevin Campbell has officially adopted the mess. The mess. Good morning, mess. <laughs> I love the fact that that took on. <laughs> David Villa in the mess. I love it. So, man, I'm used to, I, I all my life have made a mess. <laughs> and uh, so now I just get to, get to uh, relish in it. So guys, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, giving today. We went as Sam, you know, uh, so Russianly. Uh, I was going to say eloquently, but he, you know, kind of Russianly uh, dove into, we're going to talk about Solomon. We've been talking about him all week. Uh, we've been talking about committing, well, we're going to end with, or we're going to get in tomorrow a little bit with committing your work to the Lord. And um, we're going to talk about, we talked about doing your work according to God's principles. We talked about diligence, how it makes you rich and trust God, not money. Now we're going to get into giving a little bit and, um, Mike, what are the, the titles that I sent you yesterday? What do we, because I might shift them up a little bit. What do we, what were we supposed to get into in the next couple of days tomorrow? Um, I may kind of try to squeeze one of them into the back part of today a little bit. Just kind of feel like. Tomorrow work is profitable and then Friday commit your work to the Lord. Okay. So, okay. So we're good. We're good. <clears throat> so today we're going to talk about increasing, or get, giving increases your wealth. But we're also going to talk about seeking wise counsel. And those go together. Because how many know that you can giving increases your wealth, but you got to be particular on what you're giving to. You got to be, you know, you. I think you have to pay attention to what you're giving to. Giving can increase your wealth. I think that um, spending, you know, or maybe just in the in the name of giving, possibly could do the opposite. So we're going to talk about that a little bit, but we are going to dive into giving. Giving is an interesting subject in the body of Christ, and. If you are a business owner, you know, we, you know, you spend, and let's say you're a business owner, um, either way, but let's say you're a business owner that maybe did, you know, that came to know the Lord after you were a business owner, you know, or if you're in the world of business, I mean, you're in a for-profit environment. I mean, you're, you're focused on, we're walking out of these doors and our focus, you know, as an organization is, you know, how to make money, you know, how to, how to generate profit, how to how to, you know, attract customers to your product and how, how to serve your customers. I mean, so we're, we're talking about how to grow wealth, but so, so when we, when we put the, when we put giving into the mix, you know, 
Um, I think that, you know, a lot of times we don't really understand that. We know, we, we know how to get, but do we know how to give? Mm. And when you're a believer, God turns the, the entire economic principle upside down. If you do it his way, if you give, the Bible says, listen to this, look at the scripture, Mike and and Luke, but if you give, he talks about what will happen. So it's interesting because if you want to, if you want to acquire more, right, there's a return on investment that so when you, when you want to grow, you're, you're importing, you're taking in, that's how you do it, right? Hey, how much, how much money did we take in? How much profit did we take in this year? How much revenue did we take in? That's, that's the way to, to, to describe it. But when it's interesting, when you, when it's turned up on his head in the kingdom, it's how much did you give? So Luke six thirty eight. Won't you read it, Mike? Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full. Press down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. All right, so we're reading the New Living Translation here, and I like this. So we'll break it down. Let's break it down for a second. Let's talk about the, So let's look really quick. We're talking about giving increases wealth. Let's just look at it from a kingdom principle here today, okay? And then we're going to get into some, some, some actionable stuff. But I just want to kind of break this down for you to kind of get it going. Give and you'll receive. Can you imagine like the first time God said that, that Jesus said this? Hey, give and you'll receive. Everybody's like, what? Your gift will return to you in full. Okay. Now you don't do it for this reason, <clears throat> but you do it. You understand this principle. Your gift will return to you in full, but then it adds something to it. So your gift's going to come back to you in full. Pressed down, shaken together. Look it up in the message. Pull it next to it. Can you pull it next to it so I can still read it? Give and you'll receive. Your gift will make room, will return to you. Pressed down, shaken together. To make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Mm. And what it means by that is not the dollar amount. It doesn't mean the dollar amount. It means the obedience amount. It means it means how often you give. It means are you open to give? Are you in a position to be willing to give? And it's not just your money. It's your time and your treasure. If you want a promotion, give. And it doesn't matter. I don't mean the promotion necessarily from your job or not from your job, but because promotion comes from God. But if you want, if you want promotion in the area of business, give in the area of business. If you want promotion in the area of time, give in the area of time. If you want an increase in, you know, your finances, give in the area of finances. If you want to increase in the area of creativity, give in the area of creativity. The, the giving increases wealth. We talked about wealth and wealth wealth is more than just money. Wealth is 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 more than just money. Also, let's pull up the definition of wealth. And while he's doing that on a third tab, <laughs> We'll look at the message version. We'll look at the message version of uh, Luke 6.38. 
So don't pick on people, jump on failures. Let's just get down to the part. Give away your life. You'll find life given back. But not merely given back. Given back with bonus and blessing. Giving, not getting, is the way. Generosity begets generosity. I love that. All right, the word wealth, what does it mean? An abundance of valuable possessions or money. Okay, an abundance of valuable possessions or money. And it says the state of being rich. Remember, we looked up rich yesterday because we talked about diligence will make you rich. So the state of being rich, it's not just finances. Okay, when you when you talk about soil that can produce, there's a lot of farm area uh, that are that are close to my home. I moved out into some land on a lake to get away, and you know, on the way to my house, there's a lot of farm, you know, and strawberry fields and all kinds of fields. And it's a, I, I tell my wife, I tell my kids, I tell anybody that listens, it's amazing. I tell myself when I'm driving, I'm like, I can't believe that. I look over, and it was like a week before the field looked totally different. In the way they cultivate these because of the rich soil. So the state of being rich, material prosperity, plentiful supplies of a particular resource. I mean, that's what wealth means. So giving increases your wealth. And so go to the message version again. We're going to read it one more time before we move on. So it says, give away your life. You'll find life given back, but not merely given back, given back with bonus and blessing. How many want some bonus and some blessing Mm. in multiple areas of your life? Giving, not getting is the way. Generosity begets generosity. Mm. It's from a heart of generosity. Proverbs 11, 24 and 25. One gives freely yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers one. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched, and one who wa- one who waters will himself be watered. It's there's a there's a there's a message here that God's instilling in us, and it's and it's and it's really following the pattern of Jesus. Jesus gave everything; he gave himself. But in the living part of his life, when he walked on earth for three and a half years of ministry, he gave he gave constantly. He gave constantly. You guys can dive in anytime it you want. It takes faith to give, you know, to trust in the Lord and to rely on his faith and rely on his power. It's not easy to give because sometimes you worry about financial situations. You worry about your own money. But I think God is really trying to tell you to rely on his faith, to rely on him instead of, instead of relying on yourself and money and to take care of your, um, um, for him to take care of you. I believe there was a one Bible verse. Mm-hmm. I might be I might be wrong, but I'm trying to go back in which he tells a rich man to, you know, leave your belongings and to walk with him. And I feel like sometimes we need to do that, do that as well as just to rely on his faith, rely on his faith mm-hmm. and to, um, um, to, to seek him instead of seeking your own, you know, seek money and stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, they, yeah, this is the parable where the rich man comes to Jesus or the rich man approaches Jesus, rich young ruler. And, and basically, and, and people look at it and say, well, man, you know, you look at it sometimes so literally and you shouldn't, you should look at what Jesus is trying to say in the scripture, through the scripture. And he's not saying you have to give away all your money. Yeah. And I mean, it's rare that that would maybe ever happen that same way. What he's, what he's, what he's telling us there, this guy came to him with, with issues of, of giving with issues of generosity. 
And he came to him looking for an accolade because he was used to getting accolades his entire life, most likely. He was a rich young ruler. He was trying to brag and what have you. And Jesus, Jesus put it to him in a way that would place the priority in the place of the priority. And the man walked away with his head bowed. Um, and he, you know, and so it wasn't about, it wasn't about giving away money, like money's bad. It was about what was standing between that guy, right? Following Jesus and his money was standing between them. And so, um, it is, it does take faith and it's interesting because, and so, so I want to challenge you too, as we move into this, you know, if I, I believe this, I believe that these, these are right on time messages, for all of us, because it's the word of God. It's not because of us. It's because of the word of God. And we, you know, we're bringing the word of God. And I believe anytime the word of God is preached, anytime the word of God is taught that, that's that, that anointing, you know, breaks open that word and it applies to those who are, who are listening. And I believe that the Lord connects us at times, whether it's live or six months from now, somebody hears this and it's right on time for them. The word of God is like that. It's live. And so when you're beginning to, when you're hearing this and God's challenging you, maybe in this area now, I would encourage you to not just, it's not just give. It doesn't mean you just go out and now you give because there's, there's also foolish types of giving. Listen to the Lord. You know, it's God because it'll feel right. And then there'll be, and it'll, it'll seem right. It'll line up right. But then the part that fights against you is the flesh is the part of like, what if you can't pay this? What if you can't do this? Well, what if that stretches you? What if this, are you sure you should give that you know, in those types of things, God's never going to bring that, that way to you, you know? And so those, those, those fears and those apprehensions are not, not going to come from the Lord. So there's a challenge of your faith and obedience is better than sacrifice. And during those subtle times, God's going to, that's how God begins to develop a generous heart in people, I believe. And by the way, Proverbs nineteen seventeen says, whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord and he will repay him for his deed. So there's giving to the poor and then there's also giving and sowing into, um, you know, into what God's doing that is uh, touching the world. So gi- giving is entirely counterintuitive. I had two thoughts on this. Uh, one, when it comes to giving increases wealth, um, something I struggled with for a long time was I was always looking at how much money I was giving as far as just a tithe. And I always looked at like, well, you know, I can't really afford it right now. Right. I know how much my bills are. I know how like I can't afford that. And I, and it always comes back to 10%. And I always had the same saying that I had, I, I don't know why I ever thought this made any sense, but it never made, and now it doesn't make sense now that I think about it. You know, I'll tithe when I have more money and I'm like, but it's still the same amount. I'm not, I'm not gaining anything by doing it that way. But the other part of it too is the manner in which you give, um, whether it is financially, whether it is just sowing into somebody's life, whether it's volunteering, um, you have to make sure that you're not doing it begrudgingly because acts like that, um, I struggled with this when I served in churches. Um, if I didn't have the right mindset, you know, I was never getting anything out of it because if I was going in tired, angry, upset, what it did was it, what I was putting into it, I wasn't getting anything back out of it because my heart wasn't in the right place. So when you are sowing into somebody, when you are giving your time, when you are giving financially, don't just go, here's another $150 out the doors. Like you have to understand, like you have to also have the right mindset and the right heart behind it because God also looks at the heart of what you're giving. It's not about the amount that you give. It's what you're putting into that situation, that person financially, how much you're putting into it and what you have behind it. 
hundred percent. And it, and it, and so the challenge is expected because look at what God's saying here. Look how much, how much God's talking about it. I mean, look at what he's, look at the, look at the scripture again in Luke. He's saying, give away your life. You'll find it. Go back to the, um, in new living translation again. So, I mean, he's saying, look, you know, give and you'll receive your gift will return to you in full press down, shaken together to make room for more running over and poured in your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you give back. And then the scripture, uh, I believe, um, and I believe right after that, I believe is where it says God will cause men to give to your bosom, you know, and uh, see if that's right after that when you just look it up. If it is, just kind of give me a thumbs up and pull it up. But if it's the 39th verse, no. So, okay. So there's a, there's a, but it says that there's a scripture that I believe that goes along with that as well. It says God will cause men to give to your bosom. Maybe that's a King James version of that scripture. But the reason I'm bringing this up is because it's God's going to find natural ways, most likely to give it back to you. It's supernatural. He's moving, but this it's, there's other people that you're aligned with, maybe not even yet. And maybe so. And there's some that aren't even necessarily familiar with you, but they're connected to you some way. And then you can understand when this giving thing begins to take off, God connect, God speaking to more than just you, God speaking to more than just you. You know, he's speaking to, he's speaking to multiple people. And so you never know who God's speaking with to do business with you and for whatever reason. And so just trust God when it comes to this. It's a trust thing for sure, but it's also something that I believe will unlock. The enemy doesn't want us to get this revelation that giving increases wealth overall because it unlocks something. All right. So giving is entirely counterintuitive. In fact, you know, I've heard it described as a financially irrational act. That's the way I've heard it described. The, the natural mind tells us, Sam, right? The natural mind tells us that if we give something away, we lose. Mm-hmm. We lose out, right? However, God's principles, and listen, this is the thing. God's principles are not this world's principles. They are, God's ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. So God's principles teach us that giving actually increases us in many ways. God promises, I mean, in the word time and time again, that giving releases his blessings upon us and actually makes us more wealthy and in general makes us more wealthy. Again, looking at wealth as a whole, looking at wealth as a whole and have more peace in our lives. How many want more peace in your life? By the way, hey, Rachel, thank you for joining us from South Africa as well. Um, I love that. I love that. Hope you're having a great day. So, so. One of the things I want to kind of dive into here in the next 10 minutes in, in, as well, because look, giving increases wealth. That's a fact. You could never convince me that it doesn't because I've watched the principle act in my life. And, you know, I want to challenge you to take the leap of faith, right? Trust God's word on giving. Trust him. Ask him. Speak to him. You could talk to him just like you would someone else. Say, hey, God, you know what? I'm going to trust you. I'm going to take a leap of faith. Speak to me. Deal with me. Help me on this. Help me on this. Speak to me. I'm not going to just do it. I want you to speak to me. I promise you he will. And then he'll begin to work this principle in your life. Trust that your giving will bring increases not only to others, right? But to you as well. When you trust God with a portion of what he's blessed you with. But I want to encourage you as we kind of get into this second or this last 10 minutes here to seek wise counsel with regards to giving, with regards to your business. And we're going to, we're going to just touch on that a little bit because you know, it to, to rush into something or just to, to, to go any direction, 
go with any whim is not the right way to do it, right? Proverbs 3.18 says, Poverty and disgrace come to him who ignores instruction, but whoever needs reproof is honored. Proverbs 15.22, Without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. There's one more scripture there, Mike, Proverbs 15.32, if you have that. Whoever ignores instruction despises himself, but he who listens to reproof gains intelligence. Look, can I just say it this way? This, 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 we're, 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 we're talking to a lot of business and professionals and talking to people who are in ministry and dreamers, parents that are looking to take their family to the next level. I mean, you're looking to do big things for the Lord. Can I just be honest with you? How are you going to do it without God's wisdom? The dream and the vision that he's placed on the inside of you that's so big and so vast. And by the way, if it's not, I would question if it's from God. I often tell people that my dream is so big. The vision that God's placed in my heart is so big. A, it's overwhelming, but B, it requires people. And whenever something requires people to get it done, not only God, but people, because that's part of what God's plan is, I'm going to tell you that they care about their dreams. People care about their vision and their dreams. So if your dream and vision requires people, then it better somehow be able to include their dreams. So how are you going to do it without wisdom? How are you going to do it without instruction from godly people? I believe that God's connecting us. Amen. I'm thankful I work somewhere um, <clears throat> where I'm surrounded by people, not only that I work directly with, but people that I may not even work directly with on a daily basis that wisdom doesn't necessarily mean older, but typically the people I seek advice from are older than me because they've been through parts of life that I haven't been through yet. Um, you know, people that I talk to when I'm running into situations are people like Dave, um, my manager, David Blaisdell, Diana, Walter, Josh. Um, those are people that I seek, you know, when I'm going through a situation or I'm struggling with something that I, you know, I look to them for advice because they've been through more than me. They've been through different situations than me and they may have experience with something that I don't. Um, I was talking with somebody the other night and um, it's not just about asking for help, but that's the easiest way to get help is to ask. Mm -hmm. But it's also making sure you're asking the correct people. I've, I've taken advice from the wrong people before and it's, it's definitely caused me problems. So you have to be very careful with who you talk to. But once you find those people, you'll find that a lot of situations become a lot easier hearing from another outlet. It's easy to get caught up in your own mind and trying to figure it out. And yeah, we can talk with the Lord, and, but it's also easy to talk with somebody that has been through that, whether it's a friend, whether it's a colleague, whether it's a coworker, whether it's a parent. I talk to my parents all the time about situations that I go through because they've been through difficult things in their lives. Mm -hmm. But oh, that's, yeah. that, that's just something that I, you know, I'm thankful that I work somewhere where I'm surrounded by people that I can seek wisdom from. In, in absolute, well, thank you for that. And we're, we're glad too. And I feel the same way. And according to Solomon, you can't go at it alone in this life. No. You know, if you look at, listen, the words of Solomon, I want to hear because man, this guy, this guy had more wisdom than any human. And so here's the thing. You can't go at it alone in this life. He says, and expect it to be successful. You need the help and advice of others. If you want to truly succeed. I mean, that's just, that's just the way it is, right? But don't seek counsel, as Mike said, right, from just anyone. There are plenty of foolish people 
Yeah. We've met them, right? We've all met them. There's plenty of foolish people out there that are just waiting to give you terrible advice disguised as wisdom. I mean, it's just the reality. First of all, I want to see from some fruit. And, you know, and the, and the interesting thing about it is it doesn't have to be someone older. I mean, I'm 48 years old. My pastor is younger. The campus pastor in uh, of the campus that I actually am currently attending of that church, my lead pastor is younger than me, probably 10 years. Um, the campus pastor, he may be even a slightly younger than that, maybe around the same age. So they're younger and there's, there's wisdom there, 100%. So, so, but there's foolish people out there that have no fruit. Listen, we don't need to be getting any advice from foolish people, foolish, fruitless people. Foolish, fruitless people trying to give us advice on life. The best way to determine if someone is giving wise advice is to, is to look at their life. And their success level in the subject, you know, area that they're advising you about. If someone's like, oh, you should do this with your finances, but yet they're robbing Peter to pay Paul and they're broke, they're broke, busted and disgusted. I mean, you know, I don't want, I'm sorry. I don't want financial advice from that person. Unless it's advice on what not to do. So when someone's trying to give you advice in business, you know, look at, look at their success level. Look at the subject they're advising you on. I'm going to tell you, you know, there's, 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 listen, Jesus, Jesus can, can handle it all, but I don't know any other human that can listen. No one has the Midas touch, the King Midas touch, like everything he touched turned to gold. Don't, don't get into that. Don't get into that and think because you are effective. I've tried that. Listen, I've had, I've, I believe me. Believe me, you think it's going to turn to gold and it turns to dust. Nobody has the Midas touch. Just because somebody, listen, if somebody's got a lot of experience in running a company or they're creative or they're marketing, doesn't mean that that person's the person to go to when it comes to investing in the stock market. Or if somebody's really, really good at financial investments and, you know, and, and can help you on this level, it doesn't mean that that person is the person to go to for marital advice or whatever. And my point is, is the best way to determine if someone is giving you wise advice especially when it comes to giving, because we talked about this, giving increases our wealth. And if we want to find the advice that's going to be life-changing, then what's the success level of that person in the area that they're advising about? Taking business advice from a billionaire business owner is probably a good idea. Getting business advice from Uncle you know, Joe, <laughs> who's never made more than $9 an hour, is probably not wise. Yeah. Joe, Uncle Joe might be able to, listen, Uncle Joe might be a mean griller. Uncle Joe, Uncle Joe might make a, a mean burger on Memorial Day. Get it? Take grilling advice from Uncle Joe. Let me just say, get a flip it like this, and listen, you make the lines right here in the middle of the burger. Thank you, Uncle Joe. You make the best burgers in the world. But Uncle Joe doesn't have any place giving you business advice when Uncle Joe is broke. You understand what I'm saying? Luke 6.44, a tree is identified by its fruit. Figs are never gathered from thorn bushes and grapes are never picked from bramble bushes. Come on. I actually saw it earlier and I I was like, it goes on to say a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. An evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. You're trying to get a grape from Uncle Joe and he's a bramble bush. (laughs) (laughs) You're trying to get a fig from Aunt Faye 
and she's a thorn bush. You go into you go into Aunt Thornbush Faye trying to get a fig, and Uncle Bramblebush Joe trying to get a grape. And listen, they don't have none. Come on now. I think it's. I think it's. It, it comes from you know. Wisdom does when you're seeking wisdom from others. It also takes a. I think I mentioned this yesterday or the day before. It does take a little bit of wisdom on your own part because you have to be able to discern the people you want to be able to seek advice from. You have to be able to see the fruit in somebody's life and determine that this is actually somebody I want to take that advice from versus, like you said, Uncle Joe may may make a mean steak on the grill. Burger. He can't afford steak. No. (laughs) He may make a mean burger on the grill, but you may not necessarily want to take stock investment advice from him. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when he starts it off like, let me tell you what. You know, let me tell you what you should do because I, I, I didn't do this, you know, and you know, or something like that. You Any know? advice that starts off with, I never did this, but yeah. you should just, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. All right. So let's give us a takeaway tomorrow. We're going to, we're going to go into uh, work is, is profitable. We're going to talk about laziness. We're going to get into work. We're going to get into why it's profitable. We're going to get into um, committing your work to the Lord. And then Friday, what I'm going to do on Friday, um, so we're going to do kind of Mike the next two titles together. Work is profitable. We're going to talk about committing your work to the Lord yep. tomorrow. And then Friday, we're going to go over as I promised, we're going to bring the passage of scripture where Solomon really kind of he, he kind of puts it into perspective for us in in retrospect. He's looking back and he's saying this is what I should have done, right? This is everything I had. And look, he's he this is this is probably his in my opinion, the best piece of wisdom. And he did it in retrospect so that we can do it in, in, you know, in real time so that we can put this in front of us and we can actually do it right. So today I just want to challenge you. So giving increases your wealth. Be strategic on it though. Solomon advises us to always seek counsel, right? And the way we should go from people who have been successful. When you do this, you're much more likely to achieve wealth and financial independence. Amen. Amen. Guys, I appreciate your time today. I I, I love it. And uh, I'm encouraged. I got to get the song of the day. You're going to have to vamp for a second. Yeah. What's vamping mean? Vamp just means talk. Just Just riff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Dumasani said something cool. He said that Uncle Joe's life can teach you how not to do things. That's right. (laughs) Don't go. Don't go with Joe. (laughs) Don't go the way of Joe. Song of the day today is uh, Mercy from Elevation. I was listening to it this morning. It just kind of hit me. And I was like, you know what? I'll share it. It's a good song, though. That whole album Mercy? is actually. Oh, that's yeah, that, that song. It's one of the, awesome. it's off the new uh, Old Church Basement. Yes. Yeah. It's a yeah, great that album. That song, Mercy, is fire. Love it. Yes, sir. Thank you guys Hope for Hope you guys listening. have a wonderful day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which one of y'all is closing it out? <laughs> no, I was just saying, I hope you have a, you know what? Every one of us are going to get a chance. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Ez? Have a fantastic day, everyone. Sam? Have a blessed day. Mike. Hope you all have a great day. We out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villa's Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.